Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday. It's January 23rd, 2018. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in Chapter 2. There is a solution, and we're on page 19. We're going to begin on paragraph one and read and comment on that only. Today's readers for the 12 steps will be Carol H., the 12 traditions, Leslie M., and the readers of our text this morning will be Stephanie L., Elaine T., and Cynthia Y. Okay, I have two share IDs for you. And I'm sorry, and our newcomer greeter is Melanie C. Uh, the two share IDs for one for Monday, January 22nd, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10,954. That's 10954. And the Tuesday this morning, our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting on January 23rd is 10,000. 956, and that is 10956. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Carol H. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Janice. Thank you for letting me do service. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you so much, Carol H. I'm sorry, yeah, Carol H. All right. Um, I will now ask Leslie M. to please read 12 Traditions. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. This is Leslie M. I'm a compulsive overeater uh, from Long Island, New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, 
The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, excuse me, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. And thank you, Leslie M., for doing service. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and you keep your share to approximately three minutes. I just want to add something, a gentle reminder that we're trying something new for the whole group, for each one of us. And that is that if you wish to comment, just please pause. You know, if you have spoken very recently so that we can give our individuals, other people, not that we don't want to hear you, but those that to give others a chance to speak. And I thank you before for, the, for your cooperation. The singleness of purpose, for singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers, should be muted. Well, today we resume our study in the big book, and we are on page 19, and we're going to be commenting on on paragraph 1, and I will now ask Stephanie L. to please start reading. Good morning, everyone. It's Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California and grateful to be here this morning. Um, None of us makes a sole vacation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our spare time in this sort of effort, which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. And, you know, there's really a a couple things that stick out to me um, in this paragraph. And, you know, the first one, and I have highlighted and underlined in my big book, is we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. And this is a reminder to me that, I have to put the food down that I, in order for me to do the rest of this work, to work these 12 steps, I can't be in a food fog. Um, I have to have a clear head because when I'm compulsively overeating, whether it's sugar, white flour, whether it's quantity, um, hell, I can overeat tofu for God's sake. But, you know, when I'm under the influence, I can't think clearly and I can't absorb and, and really, um, you know, apply 
um, what is being directed um, in this book. And then the second thing that I have underlined here is, you know, a much more important demonstration of our principle lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. Because here's the deal. Would I love to give my entire 24 hours of my day to this work and giving back? And, you know, I would love to do that. But the reality is that I've got to have a job to support my family. Um, I go to school. I have to spend time with my family. My program has to come first, but I've also got other responsibilities that um, I'm able to show up for because of this program. But, I, you know, unfortunately, you know, this work can't be my sole vocation. So then what is my option, you know? Um, I practice these principles at home at work, at school, um, with my children, you know, I can be an example of recovery and attraction for, you know, the people that I come into contact with on a daily basis, Um, you know, and that's other than, you know, sponsoring and showing up on the meeting this morning, using the tools, working the steps, that's, you know, how I can continue um, to give back um, for what, you know, the amazing things that um, I have been given. And I think for, you know, people that are able, um, whether they're retired or whatever the case is, to make this, you know, their, their life, um, you know, I think that is absolutely amazing. Um, and, um, yeah, I am just so grateful um, for what this program has done in my life and how my life is so different today than it was just a few short years ago. Um, and uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and pass. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie L., for sharing. Okay, just a, a real kind reminder that we just want to get everybody in and everybody new that, that hasn't had a chance. So we're going to pause. And we're going to say your name. We're going to say your name. And this is helping me because I don't get them all at once. Um, and just give me your name. And then when I say okay, you know, whatever, you can, somebody else will talk. We'll get all the names in. Please uh, thank you beforehand. So who would like to begin the sharing on this, on this paragraph? Dana Kay. Dana Kay. Good morning. Okay. Anybody else? Ramona A. I think I heard Ramona. Did I hear a Ramona? Yes, you did. Okay. And what is the initial, dear, of your last name? A. Ramona A. Very good. Anybody else? Lisa no, J. R. I heard Lisa B. Did I hear Lisa B? J. R. Lisa J. R.? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. Those were my initials before. All right. And um, uh, did I hear Elizabeth? E? No. Who's next? Barbara E. That's who it is. Barbara E, of course. (laughs) Barbara E, and I'll take one more. What a group. And we'll get you next after Allie M. Oh, so much cooperation for each other. Thank you. Okay, Dana Kay, it's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. This is Dana Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Missouri. I'm so grateful to be on this chapter. There is a solution. Just want to welcome all the newcomers and all those coming back from relapse. We are so thrilled you are here. So I um, wanted to kind of zero in on a couple of things in this paragraph that really are hitting home for me today. The first one is that I feel that the elimination of my drinking is but a beginning. And I've been called um, to live a life of love as God has laid upon my heart to do. And that means for me that I have to live for others and not myself to get out of my selfishness, my self-centeredness, my self-seeking, my fears, my dishonesties. And to do that, to work these steps, I had to put down the food, the food behaviors, the the yellow light foods. Um, It had to be very, very clean, um, very clean abstinence um, to do that. And then also um, the demonstration of principles that is important for me to live out each day. So first I have to have the food down, but then also what does that mean, demonstration of principles? And it's working the steps 
each and every day. And I need to do that first in my home, my occupation, and all my affairs. And so I've made a beginning, and then I start each day to do this in my home. And it's, it's for me, it's um, one of the things yesterday in my respective home, um, working on learning to not control or manipulate others. And we, my son and I went shopping yesterday um, for food. And after we got home, I was thinking about the money that I spent on the things that I eat versus the money that's spent on the desserts and the junk food and stuff for my family. And just thinking about that and seeing is there any selfishness in that? Am I spending too much on the things that I want to have versus what I want to give the family? And so that's just another area for me to grow in and to learn to to not be selfish and to surrender to God. Um, and then I love the last part where we're talking about sponsoring and helping others in program, whether it's taking an outreach call today or um, answering a question or sponsoring that I deal with extremely limited strength due to debilitating chronic illness. And yet passing this message on because it was freely given to me is a great joy that I have. And it's a great service. And it's a way to live that life of love with open hands and open heart for God. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And thank you, Dana, Dana Kay. Just a reminder for those that have just joined us that we are on page 19. And we're commenting on paragraph 1. Okay, thank you. Ramona A., it's your turn. Hi, uh, this is Ramona A. in Vermont, compulsive overeater, recovered, and grateful. And thank you for your service, and I'm so glad that you're asking people to pause because as a retired person myself, it may seem like we have more time, but not always. (laughs) So um, more memory. So anyway, on this, that the drinking, putting down the drinking or the eating is just the first step in a long, long process of recovery. And I think that I'm not able to give to other people unless I continue to do the steps, to to work the steps at a greater depth each time to work toward that more... um, spiritual awakening, more spiritual awakenings and and the ability of more depth, to closeness to God. And only that way can I truly give back and give out to other people around me in whatever situation I find myself. And that being the case, I I, I think that's probably one of the first, the foremost things. Not only does it give me the benefit of saying I've got another way to look at life. I've got another way to handle life. I don't need to use the food to do that anymore. But that's the way I can truly find the joy, truly be fulfilled in giving back to other people too and helping them. Uh, If I understand more in depth for myself, I can understand more in depth to help sponsees, etc., so thank you, thank you for this, for the meeting this morning, and I'll pass. And thank you for your comments, Ramona A. Okay, it's Lisa Jr. It's your turn. Good morning, Janice DM, and everybody on the line. Um, Lisa Jr. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, just by God's grace for today, braving the Baltimore Beltway. So I'm going to preface my uh, my quote here. Um, what stuck out to me um, really is, you know, um, few of us make a a sole vocation out of doing this work. Um, You know, I was facing retirement coming into the rooms um, with, uh, you know, I had a bucket list of things I wanted to do, but, and there was volunteer opportunities for me, but, you know, truthfully, I I just didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And, you know, I've got a few years to go in work, but I can honestly say some of the most gratifying things I've done in my life have been through this program of Overeaters Anonymous. I have made precious, precious friendships. Um, I'm a gregarious person, so 
I have a lot of friends outside program, but these are some of my most precious friendships because we um, like, you know, um, we're we're all escaped the 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 sinking ship. So the the bond that we have is just um, otherworldly. So to be able to to take somebody through this. And it's so magical and so wonderful that nobody gets paid. And that carries a lot of clout with people. You know what? You're reading you're reading this portion of the big book with me. You're taking your time. People are mystified when they come into program. Um, early on, I was part of a, another fellowship within Overeaters Anonymous. And the woman said, you know, go read this and, and answer this question, and then we'll be on to the next. Depth. There was no depth. There was no uh, real learning opportunity. You know, I like to say iron sharpens iron, and for sure, um, reading the literature with somebody and taking the time to talk through it has been just, you know, I, I can't say enough. It is, as Bill W. says, the fourth dimension. Um, so I'm very grateful that there is such hope for the future with me, um, whether I live you know, 30 years or 10 years or five years or tomorrow. Um, I just feel mightily blessed by my higher power uh, for the opportunity to carry the message forward. And with that, I will gratefully pass. And thank you much, Lisa J.R. Good morning to you, Barbara E., please. Barbara E., am I unmuted? Sorry, I thought I was unmuted. Can you hear me now? Barbara E., are you on? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yes, I can. I kept unmuting. I'm so sorry. These snafus get to me. This is Barbara E., and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to get on this meeting. I think it's important that it says in this paragraph, none of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. Of course, the elimination of drinking is just the beginning. The steps are keep me, keep me from committing homicide. Um, the tools which get me abstinent keep me from committing suicide. But I think it's important that I not spread myself too thin. When I jumped into being a sponsor, I wanted to sponsor the world. I can't do that. For those of you who understand the term schmear, I'll have a schmear of cream cheese on the bagel. That means a slight coating. If I take too many sponsees, if I make it my sole endeavor, my sponsees get a schmear of Barbara and a schmear of what they deserve. So I have to take it slowly, have to do what I can, and know that I'm doing the best that I can, imperfectly as it is. Someone on the earlier meeting said, and I think I may have gotten her last initial wrong, that her husband had said to her, I wish you could be as kind with me as you are to the people you speak to. My son has said this to me repeatedly. He lives with us. Um, He's an adult, but he lost his job, and he says the same thing to me. We make 6 to 7 p.m. when we have dinner a no-technology zone. My husband has to not use his iPad. I do not take phone calls, nor does my son. It's family time because family is important. Being in vision for you, reading the big book, doing what we have to do to stay abstinent, the 12-step work, all of that is important, but I have to temper it with my family obligations. And I'm so grateful that it says here, none of us makes a sole vocation of this work. Some people who have perhaps no family living at home and are retired can do that. But 
not me. Thank you so much. I look forward to the rest of the shares. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Boy, we're always under the wire. We're doing so well. Uh, Allie M., it's your turn. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Allie M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Bellingham, Washington. Um, oh, I love this. Um, when I read this paragraph and I think about what the instructions mean to me, um, I see here that it's um, it's describing the twofold illness that we have. And I love that the big book tells me over and over and over again the same things because I need to hear it that way. So um, it says, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. Um, and so this is describing the allergy that I have to certain foods. And so on page XXX where Dr. Silkworth says, um, the only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence. Um, that that takes care of the physical allergy. But the greater aspect of my disease, I know, is the mental obsession, that, that second part. And so it says, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. And so the word demonstration to me means action. And um, the principles um, of our principles, I think about the steps. Um, and I also think about, um, you know, carrying the message of of God that um, we are not in charge. Um, so I'm not in charge in front of any of these people, um, homes, occupations, and affairs. It um, it reminds me that I need to study the chapters that come after working with others. So it says to wives, the family afterwards, employers, and a vision for you. And so that covers everything. Um, And I know that if I made a sole vocation of this work and all I did um, was was work this program, I wouldn't have, you know, my family and my employer and those other people to practice demonstrating. And so um, it's reminding me to practice. I know that I can't have all of it done in one day. So I continue for a lifetime. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing it good enough or fast enough, or you know, I need to, I need to have it all now. But um, the truth is, I have this gift of a lifetime to practice demonstrating these principles, and all the people in my life I've been gifted, you know, the opportunity to practice with. Um, whenever things get hard, I remember, oh, this is I get a chance to practice the steps. Um, these steps that have changed my life. So um, I'm going to take those instructions with me today and go out the best I can to practice these principles in all my affairs. Thank you so much for um, starting my day off this way. And I pass. And thank you so much for sharing, Allie M. Okay, we're going to do another pause session and we're going to, who would ever like to, uh, comment on page 19, paragraph 1. Who would like to share next? Polly B. Polly B. Okay, next. Gina R. Gina R. Morning. Next. Deborah R. Deborah R. Deborah R. Okay, anybody else? John K. John K. Boy, is this running smooth. There must be a power behind us. Okay, go ahead. And Leah S. And Leah. Leah S. All right. We'll take this group for now. Commenting on page 19, paragraph 1. Go ahead, Polly B. Thank you for your service. This is Polly B. Grateful to be a recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina. Uh, As others have mentioned, uh, when I started to uh, be a sponsor and to take calls and to make calls, uh, I really could have packed the entire day with this recovery um, pink cloud that I was on. And I had to step back and take it easy and see where my ego was driving my actions and to um, develop a more consistent minute-to-minute sometimes practice of humility and honesty 
and and that even if I could devote every waking minute to um, to helping others uh, gain and stay in recovery, and thereby um, staying in recovery and growing my own program, even if I could, it would not be healthy because I would, at some point, being a human rather than a god, wear out. So um, this is part of the balance of recovery that I need to learn every day and check in every day. And I am so grateful for all the many wonderful guides in these meetings and um, honest shares of uh, some other ordinary, um, perfectly imperfect human beings. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much for your comments, Polly B. Okay, we have Gina R. Good morning to you, Gina. Good morning, Janice. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. I um, am thinking about um, just what it means for me to be um, an addict and my with my the disease of perception and proportion uh, being off and, and how that impacted how I used food and how I just did life. Um, up until I was able to receive from God the gift of this recovered state, I lived in extremes, and we hear that from a lot of us. And what's coming up for me right now, today, is the the full understanding that, okay, I now have a foundation with this recovery. And I will admit that um, I did binge on recovery. I think that's what I needed to do um, for the first year and a half or so. Um, Every uh, waking moment that I didn't have to be otherwise occupied with work or being connected with somebody else or something else, I had my earbuds in and I was listening to meetings. And I even have gotten to the point where um, I figured out on with the podcast that I can listen to the meetings at two times the speed. So I can get in uh, to two regular meetings in like, you know, or one hour. Now, that's a good addict, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of overtaking my life. And I am in a semi-retired state right now. And the whole point of this was for me and my husband to be able to spend quality time together. And so I have to honor what that means. And then I also have to honor what's going on in my own life. And I know a lot of people think, you know, that those of us who are able to call ourselves recovered, you know, that there's nothing going on, no, you know, everything's flowers and unicorns and all of that. And it's not that way. You know, I've recently got a diagnosis of osteoporosis and I am going to have to pay special attention to my physical body in a way that I really never could before. I think I can now because I'm going to actually be able to implement the recommendations that my physician is giving me with respect to diet and exercise. And so there's going to be some shifting. I'm not going to be able to spend as much time on program stuff, but it's okay because I have my higher power guiding me and I'm having more of a rhythm that shows a balance in my life. And for that, I am so, so very, very grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Gina R. We wish you well. Deborah R., it's your turn. I'm sorry. For Deborah? I am, yes. All righty. Good morning, everyone. And um, looking over this paragraph on page 19, um, we feel the elimination of our Drinking is but a beginning and much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. Um, And that's to be a walking, talking, living example of um, 
all the wonderful new principles and ways of living throughout my existence. Um, I'm also um, grateful that I'm retired and um, I don't um, have an, an occupation that, you know, limits. I, I, I'm more free to have more sponsees and, and do service and, and work on other things. Is, and um, and the whole shift in my head is about being of service. How can I be of service? Um, you know, I wake up in the morning, I say my prayers, and um, ask God, what's the next right thing to do today? How can I be of service? Um, whether it's being attentive and listening to my husband's needs or getting to a meeting, um, sponsoring a newcomer, um, talking to someone who's having trouble, um, someone who's having medical issues, and how can we just walk this program one day at a time through all these different life experiences? Um, and being in recovery allows me to be in the present moment with whatever situation, and it also gives me the tools and the, uh, think of it as training, because I'm studying, you know, I study the big book, I, I read, I reread, I read some more, um, and how can I better be a servant of, of my higher power um, and do it with joy and be helpful. And I'm grateful for the um, various jobs, whether they're starting a meeting or being a, a chair or a secretary or a treasurer of a meeting. Um, on the phone, of course, we, we share and do service by um, speaking up and um, getting in line. And service is also um, being able to help the still suffering and working my program one day at a time. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Janice P.M. Stolen. Focus on yourself, Janice. Unmute. <laughs> um, John K., it's your turn. Thanks, Janice. <laughs> Thanks for your service. All the Team Tuesday. This is John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. Um, I love the nobody. None of us make a sole location of the tour. This was so important for me to hear when I came in. You know, it wasn't a group of professionals. It was a, you know, it was a group of peers, of fellow sufferers, you know, and, and that was different in my life. The main difference being instead of it being some authority figure saying, here's what you need to do, you know, what I heard was, hey, we have your problem, and here's what we did to arrest it a day at a time, you know. I think it's so important. And um, other lines here, you know, much more important demonstration uh, lies of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupation, and affairs. I mean, that is practice these principles in all our affairs. The thing I need to remember, that's why it's at the end of the steps to, as it launches me into my day. Hey, this stuff's just talk if you don't go use it, you know. And um, few of us are uh, so situated to give nearly all the time to my work, to the work. Well, I'm giving all my time, but I do give a lot more than others. And I try to give service in, in ways that I think are really needed. In my case, I'm a bit of a tech geek, and so I've done a lot of help over the years. My local intergroup helped set up the podcast for LA, and because that's something I could do and a lot of other people couldn't do. Um, but the most important line, and everybody's keyed on it here, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. Amen. You know, every once in a while I'll be watching one of these, you know, things on, on weight loss and things like that, and I hear them all be compared. And, and even if always mentioned, they only talk about the weight loss part. And I'm going to go, but what about all the other things we get from the steps? Yeah, putting down the food, getting to a healthy body weight is important, but there's so much more. You know, uh, you know, I, you know, for me the steps help change not so that I didn't eat but I also didn't want to eat anymore. That's the key. I have to walk around 
and, and just take care of one of its uh, part of it. It's like putting a bandage over an infected wound. The thing the steps do is help us clean that wound out. You know, and I want to be a better person. I, you know, over in my other program, I see people that have got 20, 30 years, and all they, they care about is they're not drinking. And that's a wonderful thing, but I wanted more, you know. Because when I came into my 12-step programs, I was good drinking and compulsive eating a-hole, really. <laughs> you know, then I gave up drinking, but I didn't work the steps, so I was just a compulsive eating a-hole. You know, and then I came into OA and only worked the diet, so then I was a thin a-hole, you know. But it wasn't until I got into the steps and found a way, I found a way to put the food down in the long term, work on myself, because I wasn't a person I really liked until I did the steps, and so it was so hard to keep the food down. And, um, you know, and so if, if you're just, I say to people, if they're in meetings, if all you're doing is putting the food down, you, you settle for so much less than you can have. There's so much more. And um, with that, I'm going to pass, other than to say, hey, if anybody's interested, the, the, we Thank have an you. AA 12 and 12 meeting <laughs> tonight. See the uh, Facebook pages for more information. Thanks for letting me share. And thank you so much, John Kay. Okay, Leah S., good morning to you. It's your turn. Thank you so much, Annis, um, for doing service. My name is Leah S., and I am a recovered, a very grateful recovered compulsive overreader. And um, so um, none of us makes a sole vacation, vocation of this work. And then they they also write, uh, all of us spend much of our spare time. What did, you know, still like contra- <laughs> controversy between each other, you know? Um, what, what do I do in my spare time? What, um, how do I, this, this, this program is coming into not only um, our respective homes and occupations and our, in other words, our work and our affairs, it's also coming into my spare time. What am I doing in my spare time? What did I used to do in my spare time? Now, on page 181, um, on the top of the page, it says, the reason I do service, the reason I do 12-step is because I have a sense of duty. What is my sense of duty? I am so grateful I am a recovered compulsive overreader. Secondly, it is a pleasure. It really is to repeat what, um, how, and what I do in order to be content and um, and to be so... Uh, to get this confidence of me even talking to people that I don't know or whatever. Um, I am paying my debt to the person who had taken the time freely to give this program over to me. And then this is an insurance that I do not regress or, um, or relapse in my and that comes right back into what am I doing in my spare time. So this is not telling you that, that it, this is actually focusing on getting along with those that you love and those that are close to you. But this is also telling you that in your spare time, what did you used to do in the past that did not work for you? And what is working for you at this time? Think about that 12th step. And um, it is so, so rewarding. Thank you for letting me share. Mm -hmm. And I pass. And thank you so much, Leah S. Okay, according to the time, we have time for perhaps a couple of more. Who would like to comment next? Anybody? Am I unmuted? You are. Oh, good. Anybody like to comment on page 19? Kathy Jo P. Okay, Kathy Jo P. And if we could all mute our phone so we can have a good, clear recording. And Terry H., let's go, please. Kathy Jo P. Hello, this is Kathy Jo Jo P., a recovered compulsive leader in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And... 
Um, I was abstinent for about seven years in the 80s. And as I walked around, I made other people's lives miserable as I white-knuckled and gritted my teeth and was abstinent. And I spent most of my time calling people to get them to help me not eat. And I think that's okay if that is what works for us. I'm not judging that at all. When I came to Vision for You and I started to get the phone calls from people asking me how they could be helpful to me, I learned something I didn't learn before. And it is such a great thing to learn. Um, I love the fellow's comments this morning who said, I had to ask myself at the grocery store if I focused on my needs rather than my family's needs and justified spending more to, for myself. A fellow called me this morning and she was celebrating in a, in a lovely way, not bragging, that she shoveled herself out this morning in Minneapolis here out of a snowdrift and that she was grateful that she had the correct gear to do that and she let her husband and her boys sleep in. And I remember a day about a year ago when I was going to my workout and I was about seven minutes late for my workout because I pulled over to push a car and I literally grabbed three other people that were driving by, come on, come on, help this person. And so when I think about helping others, it's not always sitting down with the book. It's showing up differently in my family, in the world, in my life, and being of service. And I'm not sharing about me helping the people to get stars or anything like that today, but I'm just sharing about the transformation that continues to happen as I show up differently. And for me, it could be hanging clothes in a dressing room that are not mine. I left piles and piles and piles of clothes in dressing rooms. Everywhere I went, I left a disaster. And now I'm trying to make it better in the world and um, show up differently, flushing toilets in public bathrooms, picking up garbage and putting it in the garbage can just to make this world a prettier place and so that I can feel better in my skin. And I thank all of you for helping me do that a day at a time, and I'll pass. Well, thank you so much, Kathy Joe P. Okay, Terry H., you just have three minutes. If we could just awesome. do that. Go ahead, Deb. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive reader, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Um, you know, being abstinent and putting down that my abstinent foods were ju- was just the beginning. You know, I was abstinent for 15 months without working the program and you know that was a beginning for me but I eventually succumbed to the disease again I wasn't able to handle life on life's terms and I was right back in my disease after 15 months but it wasn't until you know I was able to work these steps and and have a spiritual experience as a result of working the steps that you know I'm abstinent and recovered today I no longer fight with the foods and I work a program and, and, you know, I was talking this morning with my sponsor, and she pointed out to me this, this part where it says a much more important demonstration, you know, to, to practice these principles in all areas, my home, my work, my job, my, and my affairs. And every day I get the opportunities to do that. I am not perfect by no means, but I have a program that I can work and uh, to, to work on those imperfections, to work on those character defects. And, um, you know, I am I'm so grateful for that because in the past I didn't. I went to my food and my food behaviors, and it was killing me. And, you know, today, you know, I try to share this, the, my, the message that I have with other people. And by no means I can't, I can't get anybody abstinent, and I can't get anybody recovered. And, you know, I heard this many times, I am just the pipe from the well, 
you know, that the message passes through, the water passes through. And I have a story to share in my, in my experience, Strength and Hope. And, you know, I, for the newcomer, you know, abstinence is the first thing that you have to do is get, you know, put your foods and food, uh, binge foods down and, and work these steps. Um, and, you know, it's definitely worth it. I have a no, whole new way of life, um, happy, joyous, and free. And, you know, I look forward to the adventures every day. And thanks. I pass. Oh, it's just so perfect. Thank you so much. So much. All right. I have a share ID for you this morning, and uh, it's for 7 a.m. this morning. That's Tuesday, January 23rd. The 7 a.m. Eastern Town Meeting is 10,956. That's 10956. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared and who has listened. Now I will ask Elaine T. to please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggested on page 164. Please. Hi. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. This is Elaine T., a recovered compulsive eater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for just for today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. <clears throat> Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirits, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.